0: Let's go. Hit me with a big truck, Andrew.
1: I'll hit you with one that I feel like I got hit by. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast? I do, but
0: I worry about my friend's mental health if I start a podcast. (laughs) Uh,
1: Do you want it? I do, but what would we do it about? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Do you want to hear a story about wedding planning? (laughs) yeah yeah i do i do okay so for those of you that don't know hi uh, i'm andrew i'm getting married soon um and we recently uh, my advice to anyone that is getting married ever in this lifetime is do not plan a wedding that is at a place you don't live I know what you're thinking. It would be nice to go have a wedding at my university where we met, or it would be nice to have a wedding in my hometown, or Uh it would be nice to be close to all my friends. Don't do it. I don't have any attachment to anywhere here in Michigan, uh, but I would, in hindsight, I would choose a place here more than I would anywhere else. And that's because every wedding planning meeting that could have been an email that you would normally have becomes a wedding planning road trip that could have been an email. (laughs) So last week uh, I took off work and we went to Indiana to uh, meet with people at our venue to deal with all of our stuff. We had a long list of demands we needed to get done. Um, One of which we went, we went there because our venue uh, said that they had to meet with us on Thursday and they couldn't do Friday uh, because they had an event and so we said, great, let's do it. And then they didn't show up for that meeting.
0: You got ghosted by your venue. This is a we great, solid our... start.
1: <laughs> so that's how my week started. Um, it set the tone. But yeah. so we started up. We're uh, the next day, Friday, we were basically called them. we were like, look, we're swinging by. Otherwise, you can do this by email because we came here for you on your schedule. Blah, blah, blah. Um Trying not to be bridezillas here, but like, but like, you we want did somebody to respect your time, exactly. There's a, you know, I feel like we're not being unreasonable. Um, but as part of that, we needed to go do a tasting for our caterer, um, which is where obviously, normally, if I say hi, Riley, I'm a caterer, mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. you should come to a tasting to pick out your menu for, um for your wedding, yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. What do you think is on your plate, to, not your plate, that's a bad pun, but what do you think is your responsibility? My responsibility is to show up and eat the food that you put in front of me and go, I want this one. And what food am I putting in front of you?
0: You're putting food that, the well, you, the caterer, are putting the food that's on your menu in front of me, the different options you want to present to me. How many options should I give you? Probably, like, three, right? Maybe okay. five.
1: So we were told, uh, pick the one that you want, and I will prepare it, and then you can have it. As well as, um, basically, our caterer is like, you get up to three sides, pick the three sides you want, and I'll prepare them for you so you can taste them.
0: Oh, so it's like a duo locking in and picking. So you're you're really hoping you have a good draw on your pick, so that way we're, it's the right one, right? We're,
1: we're doing catering planning on a really pass-fail uh, basis instead of a option-based like grading scale. Um, luckily, we like the food that was prepped, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh-huh. And you've got a caterer that is taking you to... Uh, basically, they've given you an address, and you haven't looked it up in Google Maps. Uh-huh. Where do you assume you're going? I assume maybe a restaurant, right? Maybe, just maybe like a dude's house. So... Uh, we, we start going and it turns out we thought we were going to a restaurant and we end up in a, um, we end up in a subdivision and we say, oh, uh, we're definitely going to this woman's house, aren't we? Um, and we look around and this house is clear, suburban Indiana. There were so many signs about how much they loved cops.
0: Oh, In a
1: a, a comical way. As we're driving by, every stop sign has a thing that's like, no loitering. We call the cops in this neighborhood. Uh, Like, almost word for word, we call the cops in this neighborhood is a thing that was on multiple signs that I saw. We better not Uh, see you sitting down anywhere. It was surreal. Because we're in suburban Indiana. There's not like... It's... I... I don't know. Um, I it's one of those things where it's like I don't even see what you're scared of. Uh huh. I can just, you... I can imagine someone putting something like that up if they're like near a city center where people congregate. I still think it's shitty to put it up, but I can uh-huh. see why they think they should. You know, uh huh. In a like, judgmental way.
0: In like a subdivision of India, it's just saying like "fuck you, kids, get out of here."
1: Exactly. Um. It's it's also, I, I do think that there's a big part of it as being like, we're cop fetishists. Like, we need uh-huh, you to know uh-huh. how much I love the cops in this we neighborhood. We need
0: you to know we are horny for the
1: cops. Yeah. So we're in this suburban neighborhood and we're like, all right, this is all right. Um, and we pull up to uh, this house and we go, I guess this is the house where we're having it. Uh, this is weird. Um, Sam texted her parents to say, hey... Uh, we're going to this person's house. Don't be confused because we didn't know that we were doing that. And so we walk up to the front door and there's Uh like a gate in front of the door. That's not optimal. So I had seen, this house is like kind of long. And I saw like down at the other end from where we parked, there was a woman that was bringing stuff out of the house and putting it into trucks. And uh, I was like, okay, well, they clearly like, have a catering business. <laughs> We're in the right place. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. as we walked thing. up, that woman waved to me and I kind of waved back and I said, okay, well let's that go up must... to the front door. It'll oh. be a minute. Um, and we walk up and a separate woman opens the door and says, hello, welcome. Would you like to come inside and sign our guest book? What? What, what, what do you mean a guest book? book why uh, and we say uh hi we're sam and andrew here for the the tasting and she goes great come on in um and she basically just says like if you you know we've got stuff ready to go it food will be ready soon um if you want to just sign as you walk in that'd be great and we say okay mm-hmm. and we fill out a little card on a table as we walk in and this room is toe-to-tip Midwest maximalism like like just shit everywhere little God. trinkets and doodads and tchotchkes and Jesuses and mary's no. and angels mm-hmm. and santas and christmas Rise. trees what it's august right now <laughs> It sure is. But we walk in and there is a table in the center of the room that has a Christmas tree on top of it and a guest book, as well as you have to like, you know how when your apartment gets a little too messy and you stop being able to walk and you have to start maneuvering?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're like when you're doing laundry and you have multiple piles set out and you're like, fuck. All right. Well, I guess I'm doing a little dance to get to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, I'm from Mission Impossible now. I have to, like, duck and weave around all this shit. Mm -hmm. That was every movement I made in this place. Um, Was maneuvering around a Jesus or a Santa or just a little statuette um, all (sighs) over this entire place. Uh, And, like, there's a certain amount of this that's, like, weddings
0: are... Weddings already have, like, a weird we're horny for the wedding energy. Mm -hmm. It's it's already, like stressful and odd and this like mixed in with like this nice bit of
1: midwest
0: chaos (laughs) seems to have created a a awful little peanut butter and jelly
1: Uh uh-huh now you Uh, haven't
0: started eating the food yet in this conversation i've noticed this
1: well so here's the deal we look across from us and from this little doorway we see a room that has a massive like banquet table set up um and this room is full of santas um (laughs) this is the santa room there are two separate small Christmas trees on either end of this large banquet table uh, that have the a Santa the embedded in them. Yes.
0: At the head of the table? So so, so no matter what, Santa's always eating. <laughs> Santa's always getting
1: the head. Exactly. Um, and she says, if you'll follow me this way, and goes a different direction. And we walk down a hallway and emerge <laughs> at a separate dining room, I guess. Does it um, still have Santas? <laughs> that is, it's not Santas, this one's more Jesuses and angels, um, uh. and just tchotchkes. I I sat down at this table, which was like, very formally dressed, and I looked over to the side, and there was a giant ceramic duck sitting next to me. <laughs> I wanted to steal like, that like duck so bad.
0: Jimmy Neutron's death
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck were you, dude? And so I, uh, oh, I missed the most important part. Uh, we turned to this woman and we said, are you Chef Angela? And she uh-huh. says, I am Angela, but I'm not Chef Angela.
0: Does she only hire Angela's?
1: It, it, see, you got that fact quicker than I did, because no! I, th- I thought, is she not a chef?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but she's I, hired other people than Angela's, right, Andrew?
1: <laughs> I've only met the one.
0: <laughs> oh, so that's been our podcast t- titled, <laughs> titled Wedding <laughs> Wedding
1: Woes. <laughs> And then we had a lovely lunch is the weirdest part.
0: <laughs> she was good at her job.
1: The food was good. We want everything that she cooked. At the, I think we we're going to pass on the Brussels sprouts just because they're cooked a little different than I would have. And so it's not my thing. Are they um, crunchy? Do, like,
0: are, they like the, are they like the kind of black Brussels sprouts? Because I like those a lot.
1: That's, that's what I wanted. These were kind of like sweet Ooh. and like cooked with dates. Uh, and okay. I kind I get it. It's kind of like a maple date thing. But like it's not what I want from Brussels sprouts.
0: Um, I want Brussels sprouts to have that crisp kind of like on the outside when you get into the goop of it not the goop but like the
1: you know what yes I mean. and it's so weird that i've had this conversation about my tastes uh, of food with a woman who was sitting on a couch that was full floral print um and she sat there sandwiched between a mary and a jesus statue and at one point in our conversation she told me that she wasn't sure that she believed in religion anymore
0: wait how did that come up
1: i don't remember <laughs>
0: She already committed to the thing, to the, to all the
1: stuff. She said that, and my blood went cold because I was like, then where the fuck are we? (laughs) Who do you think these people are? (laughs) So that is the, that apartment, or that, that, it turns out it's a bed and breakfast, which. No, what? She told, she told us it was a bed and breakfast, uh, and my thoughts went, Basically, she said, does anyone need to use the bathroom? And Sam said, you know what? I think I will. And uh, and she said, great. There's one in every room. And I said, what? <laughs> and she goes, we're a bed and breakfast. So we have to have one in each room. And I said, oh. oh. And that made a lot of things click in place for me. Okay. Um, right. Because Midwest bed and breakfasts are the most buck wild, insane establishments I've ever sat into. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Or like Airbnbs, even. Like they're like. They, they pack them so it looks like an animal crossing house almost where it's just packed full of shit.
1: yeah I think I think Airbnbs usually get a little better because they're just owned by like either a normal person or a landlord that gives zero shits but I think that like to have a bed and breakfast you have to give too many shits <laughs> and that leads to you having um the most like, tchotchkes per square inch this side of the Mississippi.
0: <laughs> Andrew? Yeah? Do you have a suggestion for a podcast?
1: I would love to start a podcast <laughs> and to stop thinking about wedding planning and this encounter that I had for two minutes. I would love to start a podcast. I'm never going to stop
0: thinking about Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Which Angela one? lives in my brain now. <laughs> Which one? Because I want to know what path she took To become unreligious, but have been that religious enough that she filled her house with, like, Santas and Jesuses. And I love that, like, her holy trinity, her, like, the father, the son, and the Santa Claus, is like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? Why is it like this? It's,
1: It's very funny to me, because I literally... I wrote a script about an apartment that was decked out that religiously in a screenplay I wrote 10 years ago uh, as like a horror scene. And so to see that come to life in front of me was very surreal. (laughs) But enough about me and my dead screenwriting goals and or my wedding. Can I hit you with a podcast idea? (laughs) Please. Our good friend at cello buster writes in and says... That time I got reincarnated as a podcast.
0: This is exactly what I was hoping you'd pick, Andrew. (laughs)
1: Because
0: the notes that I want to bring are, first off, some fundamental ones. Okay. What, A, what kind of podcast do you think that you would become? And secondarily, what do you think it is like to be a podcast?
1: Hmm. I think that if I were to die and to be reborn into the internet as a podcast, um, I think that I would be as a little a little self deprecating to myself. um, you know how there are like corporate podcasts that have that tone to them? Yes, and then you know how there are like non corporate podcasts, but they're trying really hard. To be a corporate podcast so they have that tone?
0: I'm reaching across the aisle here. I'm holding your hand. We are both talking about the same podcast. Yes, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yes. I think that I would be one of those. That is... What did you do in your life to deserve so, that? I think that that's just... Um, it's is, It feels weird to be like, now that I have a podcast, I make a podcast and I hope it doesn't do that but like i feel like as a person that's the kind of person that i am
0: but see here's the thing you aren't reincarnated as a se- as like oh we're doing you again but this time a podcast when you're when you're when you're reincarnated i guess maybe it's a different view on reincarnation cuz like i'm thinking like if i was to be fit and become a podcast i want i want to look at like either like something i failed to do in life or something that like I like and failed to do and wanted to do, or something like something that I did and shouldn't have. And like that's one of those things that like a reincarnation is gonna focus on for me in this in this podcast. So uh, Okay. So like for me a popular celebrity podcast i failed to, I, fa- I, I, I failed to be popular and make money so now i the living podcast will do that danny the street danny the podcast hold on i'm on to something now
1: <laughs> see i i view reincarnation as a podcast more in the realm of like um so you know people that like believe in uh people that believe more directly in reincarnation will like Mm -hmm. do things to get in touch with their past self and uh they'll be like oh i was a soldier in the civil war huh what do you know um Mm -hmm. but like nowadays they're not they're just like a person that's into astrology right okay okay yeah I, i i think that like looking at like If you look at this podcast and you're just like, ah, what is the soul of this that has become embedded into this podcast? I think the podcast minds, if it had a soul that had reincarnated into a podcast and became it, I think that it was the soul of a person who...
0: (laughs) What celebrity died and became the podcast minds (laughs) (laughs)
1: whose soul do we speak into existence nearly every week andrew i think that it is someone who like um (laughs) i think that the podcast minds is a person who tried really hard to be an actor or a comedian and failed and died (laughs) And now they came back and they're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to take pot shots. The thing that I couldn't do.
0: And that's what we do. Actor failed, died. I'm thinking, I'm thinking.
1: So River Phoenix. That's our pot. We are. (laughs) One person's going to get very mad at that.
0: Andrew, I have another suggestion because that's really good that you just you just capped reincarnate the reincarnate <laughs> the podcast carnation the what carnation podcast what is what is carnation if I can
1: <laughs> that's I can, probably something with fucking
0: it sounds no like it's a it. flower it's a flower it's a it's, it's a, a flower so, what incarnation
1: <laughs> what incarnation
0: uh, Andrew uh. Dana Alexa writes in at author X on Twitter, a podcast where each episode you pick a show with an ensemble cast or team and assign them various personality types. What are the Ninja Turtles MBTI? What are the original power Rangers? Astrological signs. And and, you know, we can expand this out obviously to like thinking about like, Oh, like what, uh, what kind of magic deck would any of the,
1: uh, would the straw hats play?
0: What? Um...
1: <laughs> okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> I, I uh, you like, just spoke a com- sentence that added two years to my lifespan. <laughs>
0: what combination of words can I say to get Andrew to engage with this fun
1: experience? Ooh, I was gonna say because uh, you truly lose me at uh, assigning astrological signs to people. Because uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. oh boy, I do not know anything about anything. Or I what... know I I know that I think I'm a Leo. That's about where my knowledge begins and ends.
0: What, um, I need you to, while we're while we're doing the while you're thinking about this, if you can message me your uh, birthday, birth time, and the city you were born in, I will get you more answers certainly.
1: I don't know the other two. I know Damn my it. birthday. I don't know my time or the city. That
0: is absolutely fine.
1: Just somewhere <laughs> in Delaware.
0: Tell so, magic cards for straw hats or, ba- the battle tech mechs in the way that we know them. As uh, <laughs> like not getting into that uh, as anything else you know what I mean like thinking about this thinking about like the the larger scale things that we're both into
1: <laughs> sure uh Luffy doesn't have a deck he can't read and he doesn't want to sit and play a card game um I think Usopp has a very tightly developed a control deck to the point that every time he plays a match he swaps out at least two cards afterwards because he Mm -hmm. thinks it'll be better he's constantly tinkering with it and he rarely wins um (laughs) chopper (laughs) likes a bunch of big animals in his deck so it's just like a big green stompy deck Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Nami uh, has a bunch of rare cards that she's trade sharked people out of. So she plays all uh, just all the rare stuff um, that should be banned, but no one wants to call her out on it. Um, (laughs) Zoro can never remember the rules. And the last time he showed up to game night, he brought a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Uh, Sanji plays... um, you know, I think Sanji plays an aggressive strategy. I don't think it's fear like red deck wins. I think it's one of those like gruel style. We're going big aggro, not mm-hmm, quick aggro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think Robin plays a very uh, calculating control deck. Uh, control slash combo. Um, and everyone always thinks they're about to beat her. But then she pulls something got good off the top at the last possible second and wins. Uh, you, she has the heart of the cards. She's got the heart of the cards, and she just always thinks like three steps ahead. Uh, Brooke plays reanimator, um, just bringing things back from the graveyard as big as he can. Uh, Frankie plays a Frankie plays a meticulously crafted combo deck that looks like Robin's on the surface, but he has no idea what he's doing in actual practice. Uh, and Jinbei plays Murfolk Tribal.
0: Wow, there's a lot of those fuckers, aren't
1: there? You know, it's been running for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, got, they got straw hats coming out of the fucking woodwork. <laughs> you move a rock and a bunch of straw hats scatter on the ground and start running in different directions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay, okay. Now, Riley, I need you to tell me what are, uh, what are the astrological signs of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
0: Uh, I think, based on what I know about astrological logical science... I
1: actually, before you tell me, what do you know about astrological science? Are you an astrology person, or did you just use them in a thing once, and so I assume you are?
0: I am not an astrology person. I am a person that enjoys astrology, but I'm a person that doesn't know shit about shit, because I, I refuse to learn anything ever. Okay. So, like, do I know... I don't know, like, what... I know vaguely what each sign means, I know that like Capricorns get on my fucking nerves.
1: Um... <laughs> I'm not an astrology person. I just have opinions about broad swaths of people based on their birth month.
0: I can I could give you three out of like the the twenty Capricorns I know that pass the fucking sniff test.
1: <laughs> those
0: are those are like Christmas Christmas Eve babies into early January. <laughs> <laughs> but like I like I know an I, I know an approximate amount does that make sense like I sure. know like oh yeah sun moon rising I have a vague idea of what those mean
1: okay that's way beyond what I even know so I'm in like
0: the 102 class but I'm failing it <laughs> 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 so as silly as it is to say Leonardo leo i don't think he's a leo okay (laughs) i because like a leo is like if from what i understand like a like a brash like person who like is like no 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 i could do this i can fucking do this and i think that's more wrath
1: that's Raph, yeah
0: i think leo's a gemini somebody who could turn on a dime from being like like hey like this is fucking great i'm loving being around you to like uh like being like frustrated with you you know what i mean someone Mm -hmm. who like can like hit like not mood swings but like hit like spikes in mood quickly sure i think that mikey is an aquarius someone who will do anything they like they can for the people around okay uh, around them that they care about they're like they're very much like always going to they're very empathetic in that way
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh donnie oh Donnie, donnie donnie donnie
1: donnie donnie donnie
0: donnie i think i think I think Donald is a uh, <laughs> Donald is a <laughs> uh, is a Sagittarius. And I and that is that is my read and that I'm sticking to. Casey Jones is an a- Casey Jones and April are both Aries and I think that fits them both. Um okay. and uh, is
1: a Capricorn. <laughs> okay. I'm not even sure who that is or what that is, so I will That's take Shredder's that. daughter. Okay. What do you think I am? I might be setting myself up for failure because you might just know. Well, I'm curious what you think I am. <laughs> Listener, if you want to rewind the tape, Andrew, if you could take it a second to cut here where you said what you were earlier. Did in the I podcast. already tell you what I was in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, you're a Leo. You <laughs> Did I say that earlier? You said
0: that in this episode.
1: <laughs> do you think it's true? I don't think you lied. Yeah, but do you? if, if you were to look at me, would you say that's a Leo?
0: Uh, Rob Zachney and Austin Walker are Leos. I, yes. Okay. I think that you are in that crowd.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. I will take that comparison if you do. Yeah, my birthday's okay. in two days. Uh, one uh-huh. day from the day this episode comes out. We launched this podcast on my birthday.
0: God, what a great birthday gift you gave to everyone else. I
1: for- I forget that sometimes. <laughs>
0: wild man i'm i'm an aries so i'm someone that people say is like gung-ho runs into things and like very emotional but like i think that i am gung-ho runs into things and very stupid and i think that's just part of being a dumbass and i'm happy about that
1: (laughs) all right um i've got an important tweet here it's not necessarily a suggestion this is a tweet uh from blast processing who says not really a podcast idea per se, but this is a PSA that Jeff Dunham is still doing comedy.
0: Blast processing. Are you okay? Because you have, your suggestions tend to circle around comedians who have fallen <laughs> from grace in the limelight, and I want to know what you're doing. Just sitting there, like going through Comedy Central's specials from 2003 to 2010, and just getting going, seeing what you can find.
1: Listen, that's who I was in high school, okay? Uh they also sent in where is Dane Cook? Uh I did want to check, did I say something about Jeff Dunham? Because I have been thinking about Jeff Dunham lately, but I didn't know if I ever said anything on the show about Jeff Dunham.
0: I think we I don't I think we talked about rednecks. And I think that, that like <laughs> brought him up in in everyone's brains
1: that's jeff foxworthy that is jeff foxworthy this is the puppet guy this is the puppet guy yeah is it like <sighs>
0: hey you want to hear the, you is, hear the most the obnoxious puppet guy. podcast in the world it's jeff dunham and, and frank Kelly <laughs> and they're just like <laughs> the impressions guy and the puppet guy just sitting next to each other <laughs> jesus
1: no jeff dunham is the uh the puppet comedian who uh Had a puppet that was so racist he stops doing it now, and it's not the one that's a jalapeno on a stick.
0: Holy shit. I'm looking at him. God, I hate his
1: face. He's still doing comedy. Uh, Different (sighs) podcast idea, then. Uh, This one came in from Colton. A yearly podcast where we rank and review New Zealand's yearly list of rejected baby names.
0: Now, I do have the 2020 list here in front of me. You have Colton the 2020 us- name? Colton the sent us list? The, uh, the 2018, but I, at work today, went and found the uh, the 2020. Uh, because they do release this list every year. And so, Andrew, I want to present for you... Full list, baby names rejected by New Zealand officials in 2020. Posted on January 27th from uh, One News. All right. So first up, Andrew, let's just scroll through this a little bit. I'm just going to read a few of these, give you an idea of what's happening. Uh, Bishop, Caius Major, (laughs) Commodore, Uh Constable, Dukes,
1: Justice. I want to pause. Dukes is an incredible name for a kid dukes would be great imagine like oh yeah duke shepherd like it's great it's
0: plural i think that's fantastic Mm -hmm. also justice justice is like that would be a cool
1: name no (laughs) i think justice is okay i think if you named your kid duke that kid should get dunked on naming Mm -hmm. your kid dukes plural is great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's incredible
0: and, Andrew, I'm looking here at these next four names on the list, and I think what's great is you see Justice, and that got rejected. And so you see under that an alternate spelling for Justice. <laughs> Which is just us.
1: Yeah. But, Damn, the under, social commentary.
0: And then under that, you see King with two eyes. Uh-huh. And then King with one eye. you get got bigger King theory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to jump around a little bit. I do like, on here, we do have... Mista. M I S T A H. Oh, they should have let
0: that pass.
1: Isn't that a isn't that a JoJo? <laughs> it probably is, dude. Okay, I do like there is one name on here that is like. Uh, can I tell you? It's not a spoiler for One Piece, but it's a very dumb <laughs> little thing.
0: Yeah, it's just the same anime family. Do you
1: think Try to give multiple anime names? <laughs> well, this isn't an anime name. Um. But uh, there is a, uh, so the main character is Monkey D. Luffy, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, there's a thing in one piece that is called the Will of D. Uh, characters with D middle names uh, show up a lot and like are important. Okay. And they haven't really explained why that is, but like it's a thing that keeps coming up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and one of my favorite little things that the show ever did is that, Uh, The show started off because Gold Roger, the King of the Pirates, left all his treasure in one place, right? I've heard the rap. I've heard the rap. You've heard the rap. They reveal halfway through the series that his name was actually Gold D. Roger. Love it. Love it. Not Gold Roger. It's an incredibly stupid reveal. Uh, Anyways, I'm saying all of this because there's someone here that suggested the baby named Roya L. T. (laughs) And it's really good. <laughs> it's fucking sick.
0: You got like <laughs> There's just so many good ones here. And these didn't pass.
1: Basically in I guess in uh in New Zealand, you can't name your baby a swear and you can't name your baby a title.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Which I wanna wonder like does 2019 have less royalty mixed in? Like um, let me pull up that 2018 list that uh, that Colton sent us. Um, there's Heaven Princess Star. There's Hunter Rouge. There's the number two shout out, and there's... then the number three after that in Roman
1: numerals. We got Lee Royal
0: Uh uh-huh uh-huh we got justice j-a-s-t-i-c-e justice (laughs) j-u-s-d-y-c-e we got king and king again
1: (laughs) yeah they really don't they new zealand hates royalty
0: they hate it which you know what (laughs) that's fair
1: i'm moving to new zealand
0: I just saw one of these names, and I thought it said Kaburagi because I got decadence on the brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need, I need, to, I need to push on through. I need, I need to keep going. Andrew, I have another yeah. suggestion here for you. Hit me. This comes from uh, again, Alex Cheswick. Uh, near Jeff experiences.
1: Did we talk about near Jeff experiences last time? There's
0: no way because it's six days old.
1: Okay, I looked at that and I just thought, well, of course we brought this one up. Near no. Jeff Experiences. I. What... <laughs> what is this great idea, Andrew? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. You
0: have a... Uh, you know, like, asynchronous multiplayer games. Where, mm-hmm. like, five people are trying to escape a campground and one person is playing Jason or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> five people are trying to do... <laughs> five people are trying to do anything anything at all i don't give a uh-huh. shit what it is mm-hmm. but you're solely being followed by jeff storm by one
1: person in a suit that wants to make you play an actual play podcast yeah. with
0: him. it's it's a one-on-one <laughs> and you, get you have to sit there and record the episode and you do a good episode jeff's a great host it comes out. jeff's a great fantastic.
1: podcaster yeah
0: it comes out great, but you did lose forty minutes of your life. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this is what this is actually—is at the most inopportune time. Jeff, who has signed on to be this 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 uh, malicious creature in this show, uh-huh. will will like you'll uh, you'll be like, all right, it's the day of my wedding. I'm I, I'm it's finally I'm finally happening. I'm so excited. And then you open up the door, and across the street, holding. <laughs> Holding two mic stands like he's Pennywise with the balloon is Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is it. Follows except uh, instead follows. of murdering you, it's that Jeff will make you record a podcast. <laughs> and, then, and then the. Uh, Jeff catches you and he says, here you go. Here's your microphone. Also, I just found a great new game. It's called Anyone Can Wear the Mask. I wrote it myself. You should all check it out on Itch. Uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) We're going to play a game now. And I'll say, shucks. I guess we have to be superheroes then. Riley, I've got a weird question. Uh, To take this in a slightly different direction. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. What's the closest you've ever been to a Jeff?
0: Uh, back So, uh, my good friend... uh... (laughs) My good high school friend, Jeff Brinson, J300 in the backyard ski- scene, uh, current uh, admin of the Canada Moist Talkers Twitter account. We backyard <laughs> wrestled. We went to high school together. We didn't know we were both into baseball until he was talking to one of my other friends and was mentioning about how he works with baseball cares.
1: And he got the worst team, huh? <laughs> Listen, he's not a
0: taco. He's not a tiger. He's not a lover. <laughs> You know, there's you got me there. You got me there.
1: There's worse things you could be. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't think I know any Jeffs. You don't know any Jeffs? In the real world. Like, none. You've never, like, a boss? I know. I worked for uh, John's and Mike's and <laughs> a gym. I worked for a gym, but not a Jeff.
0: Not a Jeff? What do you think... What do you think about you is anti Jeff?
1: I uh, the whole thing really. Um, <laughs> I I'm trying to think. I I'm trying to think of Jeffs that I might know, but they're all like famous or other podcasters, and I don't know that I've ever met a Jeff in real life.
0: That's wild to me. Just ever classrooms, anything.
1: I if if i have they've been so unmemorable that i lost it but I, I i you ever have a weird realization about your life that you're just like huh i i don't think i've ever met a jeff yeah fuck dude <laughs> not even a g off i ho I ho